Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We need a theme song for this. I feel like you've got some musical friends who might be looking for a project. (laughs) Who are you talking about? I don't know. You're... Isn't there that one person you want to get on the podcast? Yeah, but he, like, writes Russian rap. So the theme song will be a Russian rap. I mean, (laughs) I guess that'll keep people on their toes. But anyway, (laughs) this week we're here with Emily Whitney, who is joining us to talk (laughs) about whatever stupid things we come up with. Oh, absolutely. We love to hear it, love to see it. Is your bed a loft? Yeah, so it used to be bunk beds until um, my older sister moved out, and now I just kept the top one, so now it's just a loft. I love that. I always wanted bunk beds or a loft. Hand-built by my father. I love that. But there's, like, something about being off the ground that makes me feel safe. I don't know what it is. It's, like, monkey brain just being, like, tree safe. And, And there's just, like, a ton of storage underneath. I have all my that stuff on there. That also sounds nice, like putting like a desk under the loft bed. Yep. Maybe I'll do that mm. if I get in the apartment. Do we, that sounds uh, delightful. Do we agree that if you were to have a bunk bed and like only one person was using one of the beds, it's the top bed you're using? Yeah, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. Any... <laughs> like the bottom could be like a couch I don't know. type deal if you can't like take the other yeah. bed yeah. out. Right. I'm just thinking about my fear of the top bed falling on top of me, so that's why I'd like to sleep <laughs> on the top bed. Oh, yeah. I have a yeah. fear of the bottom. I didn't even consider that. Yeah, I, yeah. like... Although, when Grace and I were thinking about doing bunk beds at Geneseo, I was fine with taking the bottom, because I was like, oh, it can be my little nest. <laughs> like, my, like, closed-off little space, I can put a yeah. in there, and be great. But if you're only using one, like, if you as one per- single person have bunk beds top bed absolutely every time this wasn't even on the list this just came organically (laughs) beautiful i have a i have a story uh i'll make it quick but my sister's roommate last year in college so the roommate and her boyfriend like built a cave like underneath the bed situation so they like didn't use it was kind of weird actually they didn't use like the mattress but they converted like the bottom where you can normally put like dressers and everything. They cleared that all out and made like a cave and they had a mini fridge. Yeah, Grace like, did norm- that. Yeah, normally. That's so fun. I mean, it, w- it wasn't 
fun for my sister because there's always <laughs> someone in the cave and she'd come into her room and she's like okay is anyone in this room and she wasn't close to the roommate or the boyfriend so like she, she just walked in and like someone like skirted from under the bed like a rat grace did that. she like moved her she like put bins on top of the bed and moved the mattress onto the floor mm-hmm. and like made this nest thing and i was kind of like nice yeah it was really neat and i remember the one day i got home and her door was open and i looked in and i was like oh she must be gone and then all no, of a sudden she just came bed. out and i was like what <laughs> she was down there yeah. Oh, college. No rules. Fun time. It do be fun. But we do have a question on here on our actual list today. That's yes. specifically for you because you can, you know, you know math. You can at least do like a question okay. in your head, which is uh-huh. more than either of us can do. And it's did we invent math or did we discover it? All right. So actually, Oh, my senior year of high school. <laughs> She's got an answer. <laughs> I don't have a full answer. answer. Um, but my senior year of high school, when I took um, AP calculus, anytime like we were too deep into the math and like the teacher could tell we were all stressed out, he would just be like, "All right, nope, we're moving on. Math invented or discovered." And then we just debate for a little bit to like relax. And so it was really nice. And that's like the first thing that popped in my head. But. I'm going to say it depends, which I feel like is such a coward answer. (laughs) But when it comes to, like, numbers and addition, that, I think, like, is discovered because, like, you have two things in front of you and then you put another thing and now there's one more thing. Like, you can't, you assign names to it, but that's like saying, oh, we discovered fingers because we named them. Yeah. Like, you're just naming the things that, like, a number that you already see. However, when you go into all this, like, deep math, when somebody's like, oh, well, we can prove that X, Y, blah, 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 mm, you're making that up. Yeah, because my question here is, like, what the fuck is pi? How does somebody find something like that that just doesn't end? It scares me. Do you really want to know the origin of pi? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to know I just don't understand how, like, someone figures out that that exists and, like, gives a name to it and decides there's a way to use it. That's just wild to me. And it's yeah, so like stupid it's and don't do numbers. Kind of funny to me, just, like, the fact that that is something that somebody tried enough times just, like, organically. Because, like, basically how pi works, if I'm doing this right, hopefully um, my former math teachers are going to kill me, uh, it's if you take the circumference of any circle and you divide it by the diameter, you get pi. Just any single circle that exists. And so, like, who tried that that many times? That they were like, yeah, this has got to be the same for everyone. Like, do you think they did it, like, five times? And we're like, yeah, we're good. Also, my question, how do we know that it's infinite? That I do not know. I'm not going to lie. Just never I really end? don't. Like how? I, like, I just. What I feel like every time to to that you keep adding numbers, you know. Um. Oh, I wait. Okay, I can speak to this a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Actually, so I learned about this in one of my college math classes. That the difference between, um. Non-repeating or like non-repeating decimals and fractions is that. If the number can be written as a fraction, the decimal either 
stops or repeats itself. Okay. So like point three 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 forever is one third. Yeah. And those are equal. Mm -hmm. And so pi, because there is no known fraction, which maybe they'll someday discover it, even like you can't take like eight hundred billion over three hundred billion and blah 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 and get pi. That would like makes it proof that it goes on forever. And so the way to prove that is to just pick any fraction and say, oh, well, it could be this. Oh, no, that ends here. It could be this. Oh, no, that ends here. But again, who has the time? Not yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, but again, fair. going back to what we discussed, this is all crap we're making up. Fractions, okay. fake. <laughs> That's my other thing. Like, fractions, like, the math I was best at in high school was geometry because it was the most visual and, like, I could see things and that made sense mm -hmm. to me. It wasn't just kind of, like, this nebulous, like, mess of numbers that we sort of made up. But the thing about fractions, like, 0.333 being one-third, if you divide something into thirds, it doesn't go forever. Yeah. Like, if you cut a pie into thirds, you don't suddenly have infinite pie. Yeah. That'd be awesome. It's Wouldn't like, uh, it IHOP's never-ending pancakes. <laughs> It's like Wait, the gift I have, that went around on Tumblr, the chocolate bar that, like, convinced everybody that physics didn't work anymore. We don't talk about that. <laughs> I'm just really like, too young for that. I'm gonna have to link that in the comments. I hate that. That makes me so sad. It's awful. Wait. Continue. I have a question. I have a math question. So, is Pi Day, March 14th? I do know that. Is that, like, the biggest holiday in the math world? Like, is that what, like, I'll count down to? Um, <laughs> I mean, I personally, like, growing up in school, any day it was pie day in my math classes, my teachers would bring in, like, pie, because why not? I remember my school went nuts what? on pie day yeah. in 2015 um, because it was 3.1415. My sister is a math teacher. <laughs> And every year she makes, like, she just takes cookies and puts pie symbols on them because Aww. she was like, I have too many students. Pie would be too expensive. Um, but, yeah, that's the only thing, like, I can think of. There's also E is a math number. It's, like, 6.27 something maybe. I don't know. It's definitely not they that. I'm going to get that. shamed for it. But they might. No, E is 2 point something. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, Math scares me. Yeah. Math is fake. Um, so yeah, numbers are real. We just named them. Okay, yes, I am with you. But the second you go into, like, putting in algebra and putting letters in equations, nah, you're making that up. Okay. That seems fair to me. Because, like, I feel like we couldn't have just made it up entirely like we had to start with something that existed yes so i agree with you we and like, sort of made up the more complicated stuff granted there are the neat like patterns that you see in nature like you know like the spiral thing i don't remember what it's called because i'm dumb but <laughs> yes like stuff like that that exists in nature super cool but again it's just fibonacci is just a number sequence that's numbers yeah those we discovered <laughs> I feel like um, the line between math and science could be the same. Like, I feel like there are certain things that, like, definitely for sure we discovered, but possibly 
I don't know, though. I feel like more so for science, you're doing more discovering as opposed to inventing, unless you're making like, I feel like inventing like a new like, like medicine, for example, like chemical compositions, mm-hmm. like, med- like, per- like, made by people like that is inventing. But you're doing a lot of discovering. Oh, you know, what always pisses me off in like commercials. Whenever yeah. they're describing something, it's like, oh, with all natural ingredients from the earth. I'm like, everything's an ingredient from the earth. Unless we have to, unless it's something we have to synthesize in a lab. But even then, it's coming from things that right. are existing in well, the Well, and too, the thing about, like, the all natural ingredients always makes me laugh. Because, like, mercury is all natural, and that's going to kill you in two seconds. <laughs> yeah, and also when people are like, oh, it's all chemical. I'm like, technically, everything's a chemical. Water's a chemical. Ooh, scary. Somebody did that thing. It was like they called water like dihydrogen monoxide. Yep. And like went around being like, should we ban dihydrogen monoxide? And everyone's like, yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. it doesn't mean it's bad just because it has, you're, someone's using the scientific name. Did you know that everybody who's ever drank dihydrogen monoxide has died? <laughs> Every single one, they've all died. Like in my dihydrogen monoxide. <laughs> you will die. I'm just warning die. you. <laughs> oh no. But when unsure it, but you slow. will die <laughs> my death will be put off by drinking it yeah. rather than if i didn't i would die much faster oh my god wait this is such a tangent but there's tangent. actually this theory that um when you like grow old and like die of old age it's because when you're breathing in the oxygen oh, yeah, isn't it all like the oxygen you're breathing is fire? like slowly oxidizing your body and that's slowly slowly killing you but like also you need it to live but then also it kills you it's kind of neat humans are weird whatever man we're here for a good time not a long time although i would like to have the longest good time possible fair i feel like that should be everyone's approach to life strive for the longest good time you can have You good there, bud? <laughs> that, was a, that was a sneeze, but I'm so cautious even sneezing on camera where I clearly can't, like, get you sick. And that was just a sneeze to I clear like... my sinuses. But I had to go off camera. Like, I don't have the Rona. Like, excuse even me. Even when I just, like, I'm an idiot who can't function, so I frequently, like, you know, choke on my own spit. And I'll start just going, like, I'm like, no, yep. I don't have Corona. I just can't function um... as a human. Can I just quick rant slash vent? Today at work, today at work, one of my coworkers turned around, starts sneezing, did not cover their mouth at all. And then she turns back around and goes, oh, thank God I got my mask off in time. And I said, you're what? And she goes, yeah, I got my mask off so that I didn't get the inside of the mask wet. And I was like, that's my biggest pet peeve. Oh my gosh. What? People take off the mask to sneeze. Like, that's what it's for. I saw this TikTok. That is its purpose. And it's so deep down in my legs, I have no idea if I'm going to be able to find it. I'll do what I can. But, like, someone was like, I just went to a store, and someone took their mask and went, <coughs> and put it back down. Oh. What the hell? I don't think these guys get it. That's why it's no, not they don't. Face. I mean, mind you, yeah. mind you, it's not on, like, correctly mm. half the time, like. I so cut it. I'm, I'm a cashier. Get a mask, and I'm gonna embroider. It, it goes over your nose. 
because I'm so but tired of seeing it. I had a dollar for every single time somebody went to go pay and they go lick their thumb oh, and then start sorting God. out their money. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, I don't want that. Keep it. Keep it. Your stuff's nope. free. Just go. Just go. <laughs> Just leave. <laughs> Just get out. Nasty. I hate that for you. Anyone else, anyone else have any other retail horror stories while we're on the topic? Uh, We've all worked there. Yeah, just... Oh, so many. Mess. I mean, they just... They come up to the counter, start talking to you, take off the mask. Like, no, this is the most crucial moment where you need your mask. I don't yep. want your spit particles in my area. Yep. And they come up and they're like, sorry, I just can't breathe. I've had it on the whole time. And I'm like, first of all, like, you've I been in here for it. 10 minutes. You're fine. <laughs> it's not, it's literally not that hard. Yeah. Ooh, um, just the other day we had, like, it snowed, and then it just kept raining, so, like, all the snow turned to ice. Ooh. And so it was really icy, and, like, where our store is, it's in a big plaza, and so there's mm-hmm. no, like, we don't own that parking lot. Yeah. But so when I, like, a guy comes in and he goes, your parking lot is really icy. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, be careful. And he goes, well, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, well, we don't own the parking lot, so, like, we're not allowed to even do anything. Like, we can't because we don't own the parking lot. And he goes, well, you should do something. And I was like, well, I can't. And he goes, well, you can't go out there and throw salt down. And I was like, well, A, no, and B, we are sold out of salt, so I don't know where you want me to get it from. And he just goes, wow. well, you need to do something. And I was just like, okay. Retail is the worst. Retail is the literal worst. Yeah. Oh my god, back when I used to work in, like, I used to work in, like, a pool supply shop, which was an awful job, but, like, they sold, like, you know, like, the pumps and the filters, it's where you buy, like, the liner and, like, a bunch of pool floaties, and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff that happens when one owns a pool, but this guy would always come in absolutely, like, reeking of weed and buy just, like, a ton of, like, tubing and, like, pipes and I was like, "Yo, <laughs> you got a pool, or are you just having a good time?" That's He's funny. Here for a good long time. Yeah, yeah. Here for a good long time. I respect my guy. <laughs> so yeah, that's one of my little tidbits from the various retail jobs I've had over the years. That's a fun one. I feel like he's a character. Like, oh, he was a character. Yeah, he's exciting. <laughs> I liked when I worked at the movie theater and, you know, we all have our, the same uniform on and people would like see me from the back and they would like call me sir. And then I, like, I don't care, whatever. They didn't know. But then I turned around and be like, can I help you? <laughs> and, and you just see them go. Or like the one time the, the guy came up behind me. Like, <laughs> like he had a lot, like, you know, you get a large popcorn, you get the refill. Guy comes up and I'm like turned around, like doing something. He goes, hey brother, can I get a refill? It's just like, brother? <laughs> brother <laughs> brother may i have more popcorn <laughs> but yeah that was fun and also one time when i worked at the pizza place this guy came in and he was like kept like he wanted he was like so he really wanted to know whether the chicken wings were, like, baked or fried. Because you can, like, make wings. You can bake wings. Because he was, like, you know, trying to be healthier. And the chef was getting so mad at him. Because he's like, sir, it's chicken wings. It's already just, you might as well just have them fried. Right. Like, like yeah. 
Just just go for it. Retail. There really is nothing like it. And there's nothing like the camaraderie of a horrible retail job. Like that you're working yep. with just a bunch of other teenagers. Yep. Incredible. Yeah. Anything else I, to say um, about the, the hell that is retail? I think it's so funny just, like, working retail because, like, you absolutely despise it. But then I feel like sometimes when you leave it, like, I don't know, when I have left retail jobs, I don't miss them. But sometimes I'm just kind of like, oh, like, I kind of miss hanging out with these people because yeah, they were forced to a, hang out with me at work. There's a vibe to it. Like, there were things in the movie theater that really, like, I didn't like that job. It was not fun. Right. But, like, being miserable and cleaning up at 2 in the morning with a bunch of other people that were also miserable there at 2 in the morning without the managers watching us and, like, sneaking food. That was great. Yeah. Um, The one thing I will say, like, customer service in general is just not great Mm. for the most part. You get some nice folks, but I... I've worked jobs, like, non-customer service jobs, and then I'm just like, it's too easy. Like, w- w- who's not... Right. There should be someone yelling at me right now. Like, right. I'm used to being treated like shit. <laughs> Two things about customer service. One, I don't know where the whole... Like, I know why we say, like, the customer is always right, because you, like, you know, want... I know that. Want, you want no. people no. to business. No. Like, That's the fight met, with friends today. No. I have never met a more consistently incorrect group of people incorrect. than a nope. customer. Oh, although I will say I recently um, became uh, like store lead in my store, which isn't the manager or the assistant manager, but it allows me to be the person in charge sometimes. And there is no better feeling than when somebody's like, let me talk to your boss. And I just get to go, actually, I'm in charge tonight, sir. So there's nothing else I can do for you. Have a good one. Oh, it feels so good. It feels oh, so no, good. You know what else is the the silk of the customer service industry, like, work experience? Getting called any form of pet name by, like, a grandmother. Like, when any kind mm-hmm. of, like, old lady comes up and, like, calls you, like, sugar or whatever. Yep. Incredible. Um, The opposite feeling? Same names, but when it's a 40-year-old man. Yeah, no, that's disgusting. (laughs) Same names, totally different spectrum of feeling. Totally different vibe. But no, like, any kind of grandma coming up and being like, thank you, dear. I was just like, oh my god. Yeah. 10 out of 10. When old ladies call me sweetie, I'm like, I am a sweetie. If it's a man, and he's like, okay, sweetie, I'm like, oh no, I'm jumping the table, we're fighting. Like, disgusting. Let's go. Yeah, no. I think there should be a holiday once a year where um, retail workers can throw hands with whatever customer they want. Let's My grandma that. always said that. She said it should be a national holiday so that the people who don't want to get yelled at know not to go shopping. And then retail workers just get to say it's whatever like they purge. want. It's yeah. the purge for the retail. But with retail. <laughs> the purge for retail. retail edition. There we go. Episode title. The purge, for, but for retail. Done. And we haven't even gotten past the first question. Wow. We're doing great. We're doing fantastic, honestly. I love to see it. I really do. But um, the next one that I have, hopping all mm-hmm. over the place, topic-wise, 
is um, perfect. How how far do bald people go up when they wash their face? <laughs> Where do you stop? I feel wait, I feel like they are trained <laughs> to just like from. Hopefully, they've been washing their face from like a young age, and hopefully, you know, they've had hair at one point. So like they're trained to just get this section. But maybe I don't know. As time passes and they lose hair, they like gradually like <laughs> just like go up, encroaches upwards. So, but like if you're bald, do you wash? Like you know, you still need to like cleanse your skin. Do you wash it with shampoo or with like soap? Um, because the skin on your scalp is still different from like the skin on like your arm. Right. Yeah. 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 We uh, thrown it back again to my senior AP Calc teacher. He was bald, and I asked him this once. Okay. And he said, oh, I just go all the way back. And I was like, what do you mean you go all the way back? Because I was, like, shocked. And he just goes, well, what else am I supposed to use? Shampoo? And then I started laughing at him. Because, <laughs> like, valid. Like, if there's I no love- hair there, I, like, yeah. could you, like, you can use bar soap. But, like, I still feel like that skin's probably sensitive because it's used to having, like, hair follicles on it. That I feel like bar soap yeah. would be too harsh. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know, but like not bar soap, but like you know, like Dove, like or any sort of like liquid soap, like that's very gentle on right. skin, and I could see this someone using that. And I, I also love how you've come prepared with all the questions in your life experiences. Yeah, usually oh, right. I've lived a fantastic. life. Okay, so oh, I've had conversations about this. But let me tell you how it is. I've done I'm many a debate it. in my life. <laughs> I'm I'm always prepared, but um, I just think if you are a business person out there looking to start your own business, I think that there's an untapped market for a specific wash for bald men to put on their heads. Bald anyone. What if it's just put it on your head. Face. It's face soap that like is designed to also. Yeah, I think that there's an untapped market there, and I think that people would buy it. You know, we've had a few business ideas on this podcast. Yeah, we've had, like, I, this two right here. We've had a, I would like 50% profit, please. Okay, done. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think it's a good move. Um, but anyway, if I were to ever go bald, I, th- I think personally I would want to use something different just because it would stress oh. me out to just keep going. <laughs> and also because, like, different the fate- the soap I use on it. my face, I wouldn't want to just keep going. Like, I've, like, buzzed my hair before, but if I were to, like, shave it completely off, like, the soap that I use on my face, I use the Cetaphil, and, like, I feel like I have to moisturize after I use that, because, like, you know, it, like, it doesn't, like, strip your skin, but it takes away the excess oil. And, right. You, know, you still want to feel soft after that. So if I were to wash, like, if I were to shave all my hair, like, actually shave it, and then, like, wash my head with Cetaphil, I feel like I would have to lotion my whole head, and I don't want to do that. Oh my gosh, you could make it shine. (laughs) I could make her shiny. I feel like there's a difference, though, like, between someone who completely shaves their head and someone who is just now bald. Like, because if you shave your head, like, you're, you're, and you're able to grow hair, like, your hair grows every day, so by the time you would have a next shower, you would already have like some tiny little like hair follicles. Like, well, but you'd it comes still be out getting like so I could closer I could... contact, especially if you have thick yeah. hair. You're still yeah. Closer contact of like the I soap mean, to your sh- actual skin. 
shampoo does like clean your scalp as well yeah, so like right. I could, right. yeah like i could see in that case like someone who like shave their head completely but like they're able to regrow their hair like yeah i could see you using soap your next uh, i mean shampoo your next shower but someone who's like just bald and they're not able to grow hair i think i think that's when they would get like the soap that you use on your face which might be like a liquid soap that is moisturizing yeah okay i can see that maybe i should actually shave off all my hair and then i'll figure out what i do, <laughs> do through experience. please and then please lotion it up i want to see the result <laughs> i will be an egg <laughs> well you'll be a shiny egg my mother would kill me oh my god oh she would be so mad <laughs> I think that would be the thing that finally pushed her over the edge. <laughs> yeah, that's how I finally break Kathy. <laughs> yes. Is it, is it just me? Are our mothers, like, very controlling over their daughter's hair? Like, I've cut my hair short, and my mom has cried. Like, and I'm, like, yeah. I, okay, I my mom did my hair that. No, she, like, got so angry. And she's like, why would you do that? I'm like, how oh, short did you even head? cut it? Not even that short. <laughs> I think my, my mom Darcy, was when I shaved my head. Yeah. I have, like, done a big chop a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to grow my hair all the way out, chop it all off, like, to here, grow it all out again, rinse and repeat. Just and just every time, Darcy sits me down and she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. It's that, like, And she's like, but, like, just so you know, like, it won't grow back right away. And I was like. Yeah, that's right, kind of the this, point. We've done this a few times. But I know how the process works now. Right. It's so funny that you guys say that your parents, like your mom specifically, have gotten really salty about you doing the big chop. Because that I can, like, they shouldn't be, but also that makes a little more sense. My progression to short hair was extremely gradual, and I still got a decent amount of resistance. Like, I went from, like, having it kind of long to, like, you know, shoulder length and to, you know, like, neck-ish and then a bob, and then I had that for a really long time, and then I did sort of like a a longer pixie, and then I did this. And even when I shaved my head, it wasn't that long. Like, it definitely looked See, fantastic, just because, like, you know, that's a big difference when you have, like, mm-hmm. nothing to, like, you know, even this. But, like, it was super gradual. It's not like I, like, shaved off, like, 12 inches of hair. And I think that might be part of it, because it's like, if you chop your hair off and you do the big chop, it's just like, I feel like if your mom's going to be salty about it, she's salty about it for like a day or two, and then she's like, oh, okay, whatever, I'm, I can move on. But if you just do it gradually, that's just another one to two days of being salty, one to two days of being salty, over and over and over. So you've just made her salty for so long. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Ooh, wait, you want to know um, something kind of funny? This is sort of semi-related. Um, Do tell. I once dated a rude boy, mean boy, um, and this is the first time I did the Big Chop TM, and I showed up at his door. I was, like, hanging out with him later, and I showed up at his door, and I didn't tell him, and it was, like, a surprise, and he got so mad at me. Ew. He was like, why would you do that? And I was like, I don't know. I think it looks nice. And he was like, but why would you do that? you looked so much better with long hair. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Luckily, I was already, like, feminist enough that I was just like, 
okay like whatever i don't care as much as i'm like and... <laughs> salty about the fact that i'm alone like men are the worst here's the thing at least my first boyfriend like when i like went from like neck length to like a really like to like a really like face framing bob mm-hmm. at least he had the decency to be like oh my god i love it yeah and then like later when i had this length he was like yeah, actually, like, when I asked if he liked it, he's like, yeah, I always like how your hair looks. I'm going to admit my favorite style was, you know, and then he showed me a picture when it was, like, a little bit longer, but you always look good. I was like, okay, right. you're entitled to your opinion. Like, at least he had the decency to do that. Yeah. Well, and that's what, like, my boyfriend now, shout outs, love him. Um, when I, like, I did the big chop while I was dating him, and he said, I didn't think I would like it because I normally don't like short hair on girls, but it looks really, really cute on you. Yeah, like, that was, like, he, yeah, and, like, I was also still dating him when I, like, shaved my head, and I was like, yeah, you know, he was like, you know, I'm not absolutely nuts about it, but if you're happy and it was something you kind of just felt like doing to try, all right, and, you know, at least he had the decency to do that. Anyway, Maggie, did you say something? I was gonna say, that's growth, like, going from someone who's like, ew gross to someone we who's do like, love to see it i looks um, good on you i value like yourselves people it was very nice well and too like it's funny because with uh my current boyfriend i was like just so you know like this is like a point of contention for me and if you tell me you don't like it i will scream at you for the next week just because of what happened before and he goes no no i know it's okay it's okay <laughs> i love that that's so funny This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right. I'm really excited for the next question because it's, like, super stupid. And it's an ask on Quora. What a website that was. But it is this, and I'll be linking it in the description. If I legally purchased the Mona Lisa, could anyone stop me from eating it? <laughs> oh, great so question. <laughs> what I would you guys do? Think so. Like, all right, all right. Like it's your property. That's what I'm like. It wouldn't be possible. Like, it's like a historical artifact. Like, you cannot purchase it, I know. But, like, let's yeah. say. But what, you if a were pr- like, able what if it to, went like... on auction and a private collector <laughs> did purchase it? Could anyone legally stop them from consuming it if they wanted to? So, actually, you know, I have life ask, experience this with this one. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Have you seen other paint paintings before? <laughs> uh, well, actually, not me, but <laughs> no, 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 no. This one, I, I am indeed not not familiar with. Already, like, all right, let's go. I know, but <laughs> I just like my biggest question is like, could you eat the whole thing? Like, how, like. I feel like you'd take a bite of it, and then you'd be like, yeah, never mind, I'm done. (laughs) Could you take a bite out of the Mona Lisa? Absolutely. Go for it. But I just don't think that you'd be able to finish it. I don't know. Have you ever seen, like, My Strange Addiction? Like She has a point. People are out there eating plastic bags. Yes, like, there are people who can, like, chow down on anything. Like, it doesn't surprise me anymore. (laughs) Yes. I watched one about a lady who would eat the, like, sofa cushions, which, like... Uh, the worst one I ever saw was the woman who was eating her husband's ashes. Oh, I have seen that one. <laughs> that, that is not... Oh. She wanted him um... to be inside her one last time. <laughs> You're disgusting. Going back to the question, though, and, and you raise a point, like, I need... Mean, I guess you can prepare it, like cut it up small, like maybe like hide it in like other edible, like and also edible like, but here's the thing: you could also like if you dissolve it in acid and neutralize it with a base, you could straight up then just, it just drink it. But my question is like this person who asked this question, like yes, what are their goals I in life, by the way? like oh can i eat it like i could see like can i destroy it if i buy it like all right let's still like why would you right. do that but like it's like it's in the loo thinking looks mm, tasty <laughs> forbidden snack forbidden snacks <laughs> forbidden snack. um so as for the legality of it i feel like technically like yeah it's yours yeah but I mean, like yes 
I think the real debate here is what is the best way to prepare the Mona Lisa for consumption. Okay. Yes, I like this. <laughs> I'm literally going to add this to the document as a secondary question. What is the best way to prepare the Mona Lisa for consumption? And I'm going to go with my first answer of like Mona Lisa smoothie. That's a, I also think that's the easiest way to You like... dissolve the painting in acid, you neutralize yeah. it with a base, and then you just, you know, chuck some strawberries and bananas in there. Smoothie. I'm thinking, like, what about grilled? Like, I'm thinking of the canvas. Like, that might have an interesting texture. Yeah. But That'd I feel be... like you might lose some, though. Like, what if it, like, you try to grill it and it straight up just, like, goes up in flames? Then it's just mm, extra crunchy. Like problem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But some of it would burn away. Crispy. I mean, well, it's not a challenge of can you finish the entire Mona Lisa in less than 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the question here. This is true. I, it's, it's very well, true. I, but, but if you're eating something, I feel like that implies you're finishing it. Like, you don't Fair. feel like it's yeah. not, can I bite the Mona Lisa? Like, no, you got to eat it, like finish it. I feel like if you're really going to... If somebody ever hypothetically were to po purchase the Mona Lisa, if this were ever allowed, I feel like you just got to raw dog it. Like, you just got to bite it. You just got to go. You know, have the, like, the really, like, intimate experience with the Mona Lisa. Yeah. You can't, you, like, the nothing. Had... And you just pick your favorite part of the painting, save that part for last so you can look okay. at it in all its beauty for longer. I just had, like, and a you... cartoon... Chomp, chomp. I just had a cartoon like flash in my head like imagine someone eating this thing in one bite and then their body turns rectangle some tom and jerry <laughs> um quick side note though i've heard that the mona lisa is actually very disappointing in person hmm. so my older brother and sister went to europe for part of a high school trip and they may or may not have illegally taken a picture of the mona lisa you know like i'm not trying to throw anybody out there no you're not allowed to take a picture of it so um, oh, actually, i may not have damage it. snuck a picture without flash maybe maybe not um but when they were describing what they saw only in person they said that it was actually really small like yeah, a lot smaller tiny. than they thought it would be yeah. yeah here's the thing that's like it's like the size of like just like a print that you hang in your bathroom or whatever if it was like Right. ass painting like the size of a window that's cool but like so putting this new small. information into perspective if you can't finish eating the mona lisa you're weak <laughs> it's yeah a it's, it's a pretty <laughs> tiny painting it's not like we're dealing with a monet here but it's the largest painting you have ever consumed. That's gonna yeah. be the new challenge. You know how like everyone was eating Tide Pods? Like that's gonna be the new one. Right. Twenty twenty one. Ooh. <laughs> we so are stealing from museums in twenty twenty one, and we are eating the paintings. <laughs> so how it works is so they pick somebody to eat it, and then once they finish Mona Lisa, somebody paints them and puts it in Mona Lisa's place. And then somebody eats the picture of that person and just cycles. Genius. Until we've cycled through the entire wow. earth. Yeah, and then everybody gets their painting in the Louvre. How fun. I love it. What if that's how they track people? That's 
just a new way to track someone like have you been in the louvre like in the yeah right (laughs) and who has consumed your painting yes it's like ancestry.com except it just shows the family (laughs) of who ate you and who like painting you ate yeah i like it that's a universe that's a timeline i want to live in frankly i'm really into it getting sick you know what? It's just these are the kind of how, rabbit holes you know, like, I it flows for going down. This is why I started this podcast. I watched an episode of the Gus and Eddie podcast, and they were getting so heated over what constitutes a hot dog, and like looking up definitions and debating specific uh-huh. things. And I was like, "Oh my god, I want an hour of this." Yes. So I decided to do it myself. I love that. This is what I live for. Do we have anything else to say on whether or not you could legally eat the Mona Lisa or ways to prepare it? (laughs) I don't think so. I think we may have it covered. (laughs) Okay. Because I also really like my next question because I think it's super funny and dumb. Let's go. Is it possible to stand backwards on a flight of stairs? No, no. I don't think so. Two destinations. Correct. I, the only, the only, <laughs> the only way I would be standing backwards if it's an escalator and you're going in a one direction. Because, yes. Like then there is a final destination. But if it's just a regular old staircase, no. I don't think so. Unless you're like standing on your head, then you're upside down. But that's yeah, then you're upside like, down. <laughs> like, what if like you take a step though backward because then I guess you're not like you're not standing but like then you're technically going back then you're backward but I feel like that has less so to do about is less so to do about like where you are on the staircase as opposed to how you're just moving your body yeah on a flat floor and just start walking backwards and then like oh yeah she's walking backwards as opposed to, like, I feel like the stairs don't have as much to play in that. This is true. Now I'm I, just thinking of that line in Fizzle on the Roof during If I Were a Rich Man, where um, Tevia is just like, I, I did Fiddler in grade school. That was a, that was a <laughs> back when I was masquerading as a theater kid, even though I couldn't sing. But I'm thinking <laughs> of the line where he's like, I'd have one <laughs> large staircase just going up and one even longer coming down. And I was like, but wait. Wait, wait, Bridget, it's almost like that was the joke. But I just remember Um, hearing that when I was a kid and being like, but you can go both ways. (laughs) So in terms of standing, I'm going to go with a, a hard no. Yeah, I don't think you can stand backwards on a flight of stairs. I think you can stand back. And that makes me very angry. Um, I do have a quick tangent about this semi-related, so I don't know why my dad does this, but anytime we're in an elevator, if the elevator's about to stop and, like, he's in, like, it's my family or, like, wherever, he goes, everybody turn around. And so then we all just face away from the door, (laughs) and then the door opens, 
and we've never had anybody get in the elevator. Every time they just stand there, <laughs> they just let it close. They're like, nope, I'm not dealing with that. That was like a psychology experiment they first did like years, like decades ago at this point. But they were like, yeah, if everyone's standing backwards in an elevator, like people feel pressured to like also stand backwards, yeah. even though that's well. Can wrong. you can you stand backwards? Is that can then can you stand backwards? An elevator goes up and down. Yeah. Okay, I'm re-evaluating what door, I though. said. Like away. That's not backwards. Like, That's away. But it's backwards from like your destination. Like I feel like it's a destinational thing. Like yeah, your destination is still how the you're forward getting to... floor. But like, unless can, you're, can you ride an elevator backwards though? I have absolutely no idea. I don't I don't ride it backwards. But like you can stand in an elevator backwards depending on where yeah. the exit is. Uh, I don't know, that's a slippery slippery slope. This is a strange hypothetical. This is a strange line of questioning, but I'm enjoying it. Go on. You know, it's like how some elevators have doors on either side and like some floors mm-hmm. it opens on the one side and some floors it opens on the other. What yeah. if you don't know which door your destination opens? Wow. And then also, if you don't know, which way should you face? Ooh. You know, I do that. I honestly feel like I encounter this the on side. like the subways and trains because... Yes, that's what I do, because I'm, sometimes I don't remember, like, all right, like, which size the door going to yeah. open up? You know what? Let me just face the aisle so I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that's a definitive answer for that one. That's so funny. And I think it's, like, funny that, like, if you had to explain to an alien riding an elevator, and you're like, but if there's two doors, you face this way, but if there's one door, you face this way, <laughs> like, humans weird we are we are strange creatures truly okay let's see we've been going for like even 45 minutes here so do we want to try debuting smasher pass sure let's do it just do you find this person attractive defend your position if needed would anyone Let's like go. to start by throwing a name out there? Or shall I? Go for it. Okay. Um I didn't come with anyone on. Post Malone. Uh, no. Pictures of these people. Yeah, I was about to say I'm gonna need my phone so I can Google. <laughs> okay, Googling is allowed. I'll have to oh I'll edit in pictures for people who don't know, but I can't imagine a lot of people not knowing who Post Malone is. Anyway, I'm gonna say I don't know, here's the thing, kinda of, if you either like look past or make peace with the face tattoos, it's not it's not that bad. It's not even just the face tattoos. Like the dude just isn't good looking. I don't Yeah, think. to me it's like kind of just the whole vibe. Interesting. And for me, like it's very hard for me to separate, like, somebody's looks from, like, their feel. And I don't like I Post Malone's vibe, so that just ruins it for oh, me. Oh, I love his vibe. I don't know what it no. is. I, like it. I, I appreciate the 
vibe and I like his music, but like on an attractive level, like yeah. I, don't know. I can't vibe <laughs> with it. Fair. Anyone else want to throw anything out there? Names, people. Um, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> I this is my draw out some emotions. Nicholas Cage? Question mark. No. Pass. I absolutely would. <laughs> he, like, I love, okay, so my, one of my favorite movies of all time is National Treasure. Excellent. Just A plus movie. All around excellent movie. 10 out of 10. And so if it was Nicolas Cage as Ben Gates, absolutely. Done. Okay. Done. <laughs> Done deal. So, so for you, is it, like, a character thing? What about, like, Nicolas Cage, just the person? Like, it, like you find I don't, him like, on the street. And I think it's just, like... That's what you get. I think part of it is just, like, where he was, like, his age in that movie. And, like, I guess kind of, like, the clothes his character wore. But, like, yeah. fit him well, whatever. And it just has made me a fan of Nicolas Cage. And he's my guilty pleasure, like, watching Nicolas Cage movies is my guilty pleasure, and I'm not afraid to admit it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, In his prime, Harrison Ford. Okay. Smash. Yes? Is that that a question? That man could ruin my life, and I would thank him. (laughs) He was one of the most beautiful people. What were you You're saying? Not Continue. Wrong. Oh, I want to bring this one back into the loop. I know we've discussed this at length, but we have a, a new guest with us, so I, I want everyone's take again. Adam okay. Driver. <laughs> yes! Smash. I knew that was going to be that for you. So, Smash? Yes. <laughs> Date? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like one of those people that, like, you would, but then you'd be like, you know, like, you wouldn't want anybody to know. So, like, you'd be like, all right, like, I'm immediately going to get on my phone and say that I'm a location nowhere near here so that nobody knows. No. Because, in your track. Yeah, I would no? need to cover my tracks. I would be embarrassed. Absolutely not. No way. I love Adam Driver. That man's gorgeous. Yeah, I would be embarrassed, but also, yes. Sad. Alright, Maddie, I you legally we... have to throw it. Oh wait, you did. You said Adam uh, Driver. Yeah. Yeah. I I'd say yes, but like not like definitely not a first choice or even. Okay, like I'm surprised it's a yes at all. <laughs> but I, I will... mean, I, I guess like it, like sixty percent yes, forty percent no. Like it's a slim margin. <laughs> See, and it's funny because, like, for me, if I were to look at any one of his individual features, I would say that they're not attractive. Like, I think his nose is weird. His eyes are, like, not anything to be excited about. His hair is not great. But just the vibe of those things together just works somehow. It really does. I feel like he's... I I appreciate that he's unique looking. And, like... And also the fact that he's, like, 6'9 really does not hurt. Oh, well, nice. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that that's definitely a point in his favor. 
The int- yeah, the intense being intensely tall definitely helps him a lot. Yeah. I'm trying to see who else jumps to mind and isn't just like one of my like really weird niche references. Um Can we talk about Benedict Cumberbatch? I'm I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> see, the thing that's funny also unique looking and I appreciate it, but like if you asked me this question at age 14, I would oh ask, I'd be like, oh my god, yes, 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 yes. I'm like, yes. but now I'm like, no. <laughs> and I just want to know what happened. What happened no, to me? Because of the cringe associated with him because of the fact that he got way overhyped by a bunch of horny 15-year-olds, like, five years ago. Because the man is like... And, and what about it? About- no, here's the thing. I was one of them. But, like, the man is genuinely <laughs> talented. Have y'all seen The Imitation Game? Fantastic movie. Yeah. Like, he has genuine talent, and I think he is, like, he has a very unique look, which I think is definitely a point in his favor, because it's not, like, the same, like, you know, cut and thing that's cut and pasted into, like, every magazine. Like, you know, mm-hmm. every male model who kind of looks the same. So that's definitely a point in his favor, but there's the cringe of the Sherlock fandom associated with him. And that's, and that's so something for me. And it's like more flashbacks to Tumblr yeah. of those yeah. days. Yes. <laughs> and that, like, it's something that I can't separate. I would just be, like, cringing the whole time because the only thing that I would be able to think about were the John Locke fan fictions that I inhaled yeah. as a child. <laughs> like... Oh, see, I was, uh, I was, like, the one person who was not one it was a decent sect of them but the one person who was reading like the sherlock molly fan fiction that was me yeah that's why you're straight <laughs> ish <laughs> i yeah, that was me ugh. that was my john Locke was truly probably the cringiest point in my entire life <laughs> but here's the thing it is a valid reading of the text, but it was also, like, a bunch of 15-year-olds, like, being really, like, like fetishizing, like... Yes. And I just cannot imagine how uncomfortable it must have been for Ben to Cumberbatch and Martin yeah, Freeman oh to exist. Like, I feel a little bad. Yeah, no. Like, like, in that time... Like, especially on Tumblr, everyone was creating, like, ships of characters. And, I mean, yeah. of course, they still do that. Maybe on a different platform more so these days. But just the actors and actresses have got to get used to that. I mean, like, they must be used to it. Like, oh, sometimes yeah. they would have, like, mm-hmm. where they'll just read, like, these yes. fan fictions of their characters. And it's funny to, like, hear. Yeah, I like to imagine that if I like were famous that I would be looking for like the cringiest stuff I could find just to like laugh at it but also it would kind of terrify me mm-hmm. there's another thing about fan fiction like I also genuinely love it so much and I really hate the like cringe reputation it gets because here's the thing it's just mm-hmm. another it's another way for society to shit on girls for expressing themselves yeah like, here most of the fan fiction community is girls. Yeah. And like, I, and here's the thing, I'm completely fine admitting it. I love fan fiction. I write fan fiction. There's some fan fiction out there that's genuinely better than the piece of media it's based on. And people sit down and write novels 
for free because they are so passionate about something. Yes. This is absolutely in no way being disparaging towards fan fiction. Fan fiction is Mm -hmm. awesome. No, I love fan fiction, and it's still something that, like, I think is so neat about how, like, you can just take a piece of work and bring it to life in so many different forms. I think that's really, really neat. However... (laughs) But there is also when the, the whole form like, fetishizing just... gay relationships that exist yeah. within the fanfiction community, particularly in that super hulak Tumblr era, that is definitely a problem. Um, like, okay, so I came across this graphic of, um, it was like this big circle, and like mm-hmm. the circles were all names of Harry Potter characters, and then there were lines connecting every character that had been paired with another character in a Harry Potter fanfiction, and like... It's a just circle. the pairings it's just a that circle. these people came up with, like, the amount of pairings that would just were not even just, like, gross. Like, Harry and Snape, for some reason, is a big thing, which I... What? But, like, there was one that was, like, Dumbledore and Argus Filch. And I'm just like, in what Wait, Maddie, do you, have you yes. slash do you, re, like, do you read fanfiction, or, like, did you ever? I have, yes. Okay, I, so you, like, you're plugged I mean, into the community, Tumblr, you know. I was gonna say, like, as a Tumblr user of that era, I feel like you're almost, like, forced to, it, like, it just comes on your dash, like, and yeah. you're not gonna skip it always, so okay. yes, I have. Any fandom weirdest pairing you've ever read, whether it was uh, ironically uh, or just because you were like, I have to see what this is? Let me, let me think about this for a second. Um, if any of you guys have one, well, once I know we're read... Harry Potter. Yeah, so this is Harry Potter. Um, okay. I didn't realize because I read much Harry Potter fanfiction. Continue. I found, um, it was just like this random article I found while scrolling through Tumblr, and it was like the weirdest Harry Potter fanfictions that exist. I love and the one I'm already sold. Uh, basically, what occurs in this fanfiction is that Lucius Malfoy kills Draco, okay. chops his head off, drills a f- hole in his forehead, and then, like, uses said drilled hole in the forehead. <laughs> and oh I... Oh my god, no. No, I know what was the just like, is. all right, it's time for me to go to bed. <laughs> I know what the weirdest one is. It was... We did a dramatic reading of this because we thought it was funny, and it was Barry B. Benson. (laughs) (laughs) And Freddy's mom, (laughs) Charlie. (laughs) You were the one who did a dramatic reading of that in our suite. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) This is, like, the weirdest episode of this show thus far. I'm glad to be a part of it. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, the we- you guys have me beat. The weirdest one <laughs> I was going to say, and I didn't like read fan fiction all too much, but I'm a f- I've mentioned this previously, I'm a fan of the Vampire Diaries, and the two main characters are uh, Stefan and Damon and their brothers, and I have seen some like incest fan fiction, which that oh, is God, like just yeah. nasty. <laughs> so, I'm trying to think if there's I any have. that I've 
like read unironically, like not just to make fun of it, like actually enjoyed. And I'm trying, like, yeah, I feel like anything I can come up with is just like fine. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything that's like that I genuinely enjoy. Genuinely enjoy that's like super out there, right? But I don't know. Some of the fandoms I'm in are kind of like niche to begin with, so like even like a lesser known pairing is kind of like out there, but I don't know. Right. Yeah, but like I think anything that's like strayed from the path I've read as like a way of being like, all right, let's see where this train wreck goes. Yeah. (laughs) But also like I really respect people who write those like knowing that it's a train wreck and knowing that people are gonna read it and laugh at it. Yes. Like the like the one we read. Like, that was obviously yeah. a joke, oh. but it was so funny. Pure entertainment. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, so good. So entertaining. Oh, God, that that suite really was just chaotic. <laughs> we were a mess, and we probably just, they should have come in in October, but like, no, you guys gotta move this out, you gotta, you're done, you're done. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have these wonderful memories. That's fair. Oh my gosh. Well, and it's just, like, so funny, because, like, Sarah Frank, please don't take away my paychecks. But I remember, like, on the first day that Grace moved in, she brought, she was like, I've got, I got a microwave for the suite. And I was like, that's not allowed. That's not allowed. And it was my first year being an RA, and I was, like, freaking out. I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then I was like, you know what? I think it'll be okay. And then I think I ended up using that microwave more than anyone else in the suite. I remember all the illegal things we had in that suite. It was fantastic. <laughs> we had a microwave. We had a toaster. We had things way above the cork line. We were burning candles. Yeah. It was great. It was fine. It was fine. Nothing happened. No. Good times. Good times. We are coming up on an hour, though. Okay. How would... How would we like to conclude? Do we have any other things that we would like to like to touch on? Um, I think that what I'm going to do with the rest of my night is going to be writing. <laughs> no, I'm going to write one in which a man purchases the Mona Lisa and then eats it. Yes, I will read oh, that. okay. I just I'm trying to figure out like what fandom I could write it for that this would be something somewhat feasible. <laughs> Oh I think gosh, I'm out I'm of ideas. Like, thinking Harry Potter, you know how the paintings can talk? What if it's like, oh. don't eat me, don't eat me. Oh my god, <laughs> okay, it so. It's like an eternal struggle, like, do I eat this painting? It's yeah. telling me not to, but I want to. <laughs> well, because I mean, Harry Potter canonically takes case in, uh, takes place in our universe, technically. So the Mona Lisa yeah, indeed exists. the Mona Lisa exists. That's Tune in next episode when we um, group write this fan fiction in a google doc yeah. you can watch it live oh, <laughs> we'll have a reading beautiful <laughs> do a dramatic reading it'll be great wow what a wonderful journey oh, we've had tonight note. ladies yeah what i just what just happened <laughs> do i look sometimes i sometimes i watch these like when they're uploaded the next morning, and I'm just like, what? I'm like, who am I? Who right. is that person? What I goes know, on I'm in her brain? It's just like nighttime, Maddie. Like, that, 
different beast. <laughs> this is gonna be uh, the one thing that, like, I feel like I'm gonna go apply for a job and they're gonna pull it up and be like, this you? <laughs> Oh man! Oh yeah, well, we're hiring someone uh, who eats paintings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's been real. It's been fun. <laughs> thank you very much for joining us. We do appreciate it. And of course, thank you for having you. me. No this problem. was a blast. Please so, invite me back. Uh, we're both available on Twitter at. Uh, Bridget Kelly 98 at MR5MAR and do you want your Twitter known publicly or do you have any projects that you would like to promote or you know um, Instagram OnlyFans my Twitter is EWIT WHIT 789 and um, subscribe to Static AB on Twitch <laughs> <laughs> love that that's all and uh, the podcast is also now available on Pandora. We got that up and running. So the link for the All right. is in the description uh, on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Um, like, comment, subscribe, rate us, review us. Any kind of interaction is very much appreciated, and we appreciate all of you for listening. Thank you so much, and we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.